Thank you. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou Let's sing it again. Then sings my soul my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Then sings my soul. My Savior God. How great thou art, how great thou art. This morning, Lord would like to touch people, and I just feel in my spirit to pray, pray with people who have needs in life this morning. And you might wonder, but pastor, faith cometh by hearing and by the hearing of the word. I think I heard God said that <laughs> this morning. If you need prayer, if you can make your way to the front in here, we'll pray with you. I want to pray with you. And I'm going to share some really living testimonies of how God healed my wife from tumor. Mm. And yeah, I want to open it up if anybody needs prayer this morning. I want to just stand with you and pray and break through healing, strength. Or there's someone in here who needs to forgive someone. If you're going through some tough times financially, I want to pray with you. And I believe God is going to touch your heart and God is going to work through in your life this morning. So I'm going to leave this time open. But just as we were singing the song, my heart felt for people in here. Uh, who have some needs in life. Young people thinking about your future. Relationship, marriage, parenting, anything, anything this morning. I just felt in my heart. Maybe we all stand to our feet and those who need prayer can just walk slowly to the front and pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oriana Masi Karabataraba Bosotrobori Bibiriaraba Karababa Babare Besetreberiandra Diandra. Bribariandra Bobosotrobori Karababa Babare Bebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebeb
Father, I just thank you for my sister. I pray that you will touch her now in Jesus' name, Lord, and minister powerfully into her life, into her body, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pray you touch upon my sister, Lord, and you touch her. Touch her life, Lord. Touch her life, Lord. Touch her. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Mighty God. Hallelujah, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you'll touch your handmaiden, Lord, and bring healing, bring strength, bring provision, Lord, upon your life. Lord, much strength, Lord, I pray for mom, Lord, that you'll minister to her powerfully, Lord. I pray for the powerful recovery process that took place in your life. And Lord, therefore, we want to give you thanks even this morning, Lord, Pray for Uncle Rob, Lord. I just pray you touch him, Lord. Touch him. And minister, Lord, that spirit of uh, humility, Lord, and, and the power that's, that strengthens him, Lord. Father, maximize his potential more into people's life, Lord, as he ministers powerfully, Lord. Pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your handmaiden. I pray, Lord, that you grace her with your blessing, Lord. Lord, upon her, Father, through whatever need she has in life, Lord. I just pray that she will saturate her, saturate her with your great blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this mom, Lord. Touch her. Minister thoroughly into her life, Lord. Both spiritually, physically, and emotionally, Lord. Saturating her with your presence, Lord. In Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Father, you are faithful to those who need you, Lord. Even you are faithful to everyone, Lord. And therefore, I pray, Lord, that you lay your hands upon this dear lady, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, for you will bring about your healing power demonstrated on the, power, on the cross of Calvary, Lord. You demonstrate your power on the cross, Lord. I pray that you will bring healing touch. Thank you, Lord, for strengthening upon Dear sister, Lord, Father, I pray, Lord, that you'll touch her feeble legs and bring strength, Lord, to her life, Lord. Bring strength, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for your daughter this morning. Just embrace her, Lord, and bring strength again, Lord. Father, strengthen her body, Lord. Bring healing upon your body, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for your handmaiden. Grace her with your blessing, Lord Jesus. Father, touch her inwardly, Lord, and, and saturate her with your healing, Lord, with your strength. With your blessing, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for this lovely soul, Lord. I pray that you will touch this child and, and just bring wisdom, knowledge, Lord, as he grows, Lord, that you will begin to bring about your goodness in this child's life, Lord. Pray your divine protection over this child, Lord. Build edges around him, Lord, around this child, Lord. And 
make him grow in wisdom, Lord. In wisdom, we pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for touching people's life. And we pray, Lord, that you will minister powerfully. In them, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Psalms 103 says, Praise the Lord, my soul, and all my inmost, innermost being. Praise his holy name. And it says, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget, and not forget all his benefits. Who forgives sins, who heals diseases. Hallelujah. Amen. Who redeems us from the pit? Hallelujah. It really bubbles in my spirit when I touch those words. And not only redeems us from the pit, but he crowns us with love and compassion. And he satisfies our desires like a newt of an eagle. Amen. I was really touched by that because uh, when we talk about praising the Lord, we intend to think that we must be stirred by something that must drive us to praising him. Or there must be a system that must work in us to motivate us to praise him. Or there must be some kind of an enforcement that must come to uh, drive us in praising him. No. How do, you, how do you praise God when you are at your lowest? How do you lift the name of Jesus when you are confronted with difficult times, with sickness, with financial loss, how do you praise him? Except that David found out that in his low, lowest part of his life, there must be an inward outbursting of the drive to reach out to God. Praise the Lord. My soul, praise the Lord. Amen. There was no encouragement. Actually, the Bible says that David found his encouragement in the Lord. But how do you find encouragement in the Lord if he is if physically absent, except that he is in you? Amen. And therefore, for us to find our encouragement in the Lord, we have to go right deep into ourselves. And this external part of the body that has ears and nose and eyes that see all the wonders of God and all the creations of God comes down to this inner man and tell him, you go to praise him for what I'm seeing. Oh, but sometimes we praise him when things are good. We praise him when we are healed. We praise him when things are visible before our eyes. We praise him when things go well, nice and good. But even those times that are bad, very lowly, when there's nothing visible 
when there is no image and forms that would encourage you except that you go down and tell this man, praise the Lord, my soul, inamen guaybo, praise the Lord. It reminds me about our heart attitude towards God. Because he talks about the innermost being. Innermost being is not just only your heart. Innermost being is not just only about your mind. Innermost being is every faculty of our body system. When you get your finger bent. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I had a very nasty accident. I had on collision and my leg was broken in two parts. Knee and, and uh, you know, the first thing when the vehicle collided and it collided on my part. Thank you, Jesus. And I was in pain. <laughs> yeah, I did. I can remember very clearly. I said, thank you, Jesus, was the first words that came. How could you say those words when you are being crushed with the metal on your leg? How could you say it? Except that the man inside would know if there is anything that is coming forth with. Whether it be an accident, whether it be a crushing of bone, or whether it be a, a nice thing or a gift or something, the inner man would know. Inner man knows when to give praise to the Lord when good times come. And your inner man would know how to give thanks to God when tough times come. Amen? It's which from the heart attitude towards God. Heart. And it says, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You know, when we seek for employment, the companies, they have benefits there. You know, and when you come and you, 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 you get, a, you, 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 you are given a position to work in there. And they say, ah, your benefits are that you will have a car, you will have an accommodation. You know, all these things are with God. Amen. So when we come to God with an attitude of need, when we come to God, when there is things that you are walking through, always bear in mind, that God has all these benefits. What benefits? He forgives. He forgives. That's one of the benefits. That's what the Bible says. Amen? He forgives. When there, when there is unforgiveness in your heart and you find it very hard. Mm. There is forgiveness there. Hallelujah. He forgives. I forgive someone who took money from me and never paid it. In PNG, we, we miss one part of these four hours. First hour is called repentance. Amen? And then second one, I'm not going to call the name. Third one, reconciliation. Fourth one is restoration. We forget the part that is called restitution. When you repent, you must restitute what you are repenting for before you can reconcile and then you will be restored. And in PNG culture, we miss restitution. So much that we go around the cycle. Huh? And so, uh, Andrew, Pastor Andrew borrows $100 from me, $100 from me, and he did not pay it. Uh, uh, 
uh, he said Fortnite will pay Fortnite I come. He says maybe next month, next month doesn't come, maybe next year and it continue. So I said, Oh maybe I should tell him not to worry about it. Don't worry about Pastor Eric. <laughs> but when, whenever he sees me at the mission's coffee shop, this thing comes back, oh I did not pay his money. <laughs> when we have an argument, I would say, Yeah, you remember that you got some money from five years ago? You know. And, 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 and that's our fault area. Maybe some of us are living on that kind of uh, track road. But that's our PNG culture. Uh, one talk. One talk is like one language. Uh, one talk. So, no, 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 no. It has to be restituted. Yeah, it has to be restituted. Even if it's five years later, go and give it. Because in life, we have done so much wrong. From the date of our birth up until now, for those of us who do not know the Lord, Jesus Christ paid every single fault. Amen. From the birth up until the time you come to meet in him. He became your savior because he saved you from all those little things. Not one single thing was missed. Even what you do wrong now too, he forgives you. If we confess our sins, he's just and faithful. He will forgive our sins. And cling us from all our unrighteousness. Confession. Amen? Yeah. One of the benefits is healing. That's what your Bible says. Check it out. Healing. My wife had brain tumor. We were in India. We were in the northeast of India. Very close to Nepal. Nepal and Tibet. Bhutan. And we were on a, on a five-month visa, so we were doing all we can to teach in the Bible school in India, World Missions Faith Training School in India. And then all of a sudden, on the fourth month, uh, she contracted tumor and fell. So I had to spend one month in the hospital myself. Language foreign, food foreign, everything was just against us. But even in those tough times that I was looking after her, I would kneel before the Lord. And worship God. With tears, it's not that easy. With tears, I would praise the Lord. I would encourage my inner man, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget, don't forget all these benefits that you have. You know, when I had an accident, I lost five, five centimeters on the side. Ten months, I was, I was walking like this. And I would lecture with uh, just just a wraparound only in Battle Bible College, naked with steels all around my leg. Yeah. And Lord will bring me to what he did to me when I was looking after my wife. Don't worry. I'll heal her as I did to you. No, see me, I'm walking. My legs in. I can jump. Amen? Yeah, give a hand to the Lord. Forget not all these benefits. You benefited from me. Don't forget those things. And so I have to bring my daughter to fly over to India, Assam State, for one month. At one point of time, I went to buy some toiletries. And as I was coming into the door, my wife was covered with the white linen. And doctors stood around there. So when I looked, there's only 10 in the ICU. I could not find her except an empty bed. 
So I walked straight to, I was walking towards the doctors when one of them just left the group, came in. You know, we were pushing each other. Go back, go back, go back. I said, no, I want to see my wife. I want to see my wife. No, 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 you can't, you can't. And he pushed me out and he closed my, the door in front of me. So I put all the toiletries down, put my hand against the wall, put my head. And I remember pulling out the mobile phone and ringing Pastor Barry, who was constantly in contact with me, almost three times a day ever since she went down. And I said, Papa, I have seen a very unusual sight. Tell me something. I have seen Appa, my wife, Appa covered with the white linen already. And this is what he said. Don't be moved by what you see or what you hear. Be moved by what the word of God says. By his stripes, she is healed. And I put the mobile phone inside my pocket. And 7.30, I remember, walking around at ICU. Until 10 o'clock, I was tempted to open the door and go in to see. I decided not to. Continue on praying. I was praying in tongues. Walking around and praying the word of knowledge. And all these people, all these other religions were looking at me and laughing at me. They were thinking something went wrong in his head. It's not right in his mind. Yes, I was praying in the spirit. Lunch time, I was tempted to go in. Three o'clock tea time, I was tempted to go in. Didn't go in. Five o'clock, I walked in. I saw her lie down on her bed again. I went to remove the oxygen mask, put my hands over, and there was a warm breath. I put the mask back. I went to her feet. At the end of the bed, I kneeled down. I held her two feet. I looked up to God, and I said, thank you for restoring your life. Mm. Yeah, hallelujah. It wasn't long when I also was uh, admitted to the same ICU. And she's lying there, and I'm lying in here. For four days, I did not know what happened to me. I don't know whether I crawled onto the bed, or I collapsed, and they put me, but something went somewhere that I didn't know why I was on the bed. I was only told that you've been sleeping, lying on this bed for four days. I later checked my medical reports that I never ate anything. I refused to eat. I refused medicine for four days. I do not know. And on the fourth day, she looked at me and she said, do you know that you're in the hospital too? I said, yes, I know. I'm here looking after you. She said, no, you're not looking after me. You are a patient as well. Because <laughs> in Indian hospital, you have to have a patient's uniform. So I checked, oh, goodness me. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> I'm here to look after my wife. And so I had some good arguments with the nurses that I, I don't need these uniforms. I need to change and they only gave me half uniform because I had to sign a, a discharge summary somehow. And eventually I was released. But those four days, I did not understand them why I went uh, on the bed. So I rang my daughter, you need to get the plane tomorrow and fly in. My daughter knew something went wrong in my head. But she didn't know. I didn't tell her. We didn't tell her that I was four days on the bed. So she somehow worked out, no, it's not right. There is no talking sense. No, you have to come. You have to come. But four days later, she was about to travel. After talking to her on the phone, my wife was admitted to 
maximum ICU, semi-ICU, ICU, and maximum ICU, where all the bodies are just lying around. This is Neuro Research Center in Guwahati, in Assam State. And I walked in with the doctor, and doctor, I asked the doctor, uh, what will you do in here? And say, we'll put her here to look after close monitoring. And so I walked out to the toilet. When I came back, she was on the support machine. Yeah. So everything was pushed in nose and mouth and everything. And I could not talk to her for four days. And I was lonely. And this, you know, Satan's attack on my imagination was so strong that I was already uh, visualizing that we're in a funeral service and I'm giving eulogy and my we are dressed in black and all these things. I would rebuke the Father in Jesus' name. I rebuke all these uh, thoughts and negative imaginations of funeral service and speeches. And <laughs> Four days, I was very lonely. I felt like a widower. Each time I come, there's a motionless body. Walk out. My daughter arrived and it was just like, Lord, let me to bring my daughter home. Anyway, she came to cut the story short. She came and uh, she stood near my wife. She cried in the toilet, washed her face. I, I told her not to cry. And she stood in front of my wife and she was all stuffed up. And she said, Mommy, I am Georgina. I love you and I'm here to take you home. As soon as that statement finished, she started, started moving the nose and all the cheeks were moving and doctors and nurses started running around and adjusting this, turning this off, turning this on and eventually she came out of that life support after four days. And I began to reason why I went on to bed for four days. It's a lot to give me good rest <laughs> so that I can be able to stand that time with her for the next four days. Amen? But they only stabilized her, and I have to take her out. One of his experts, I took her to PNG, and um, Dr. Sawyer, and said that X-rays remains the same. The images are that five by two by two centimeter cubic tumor mass is still inserted in her brain, and we need to do something about it. Well, we don't have a cancer unit in Port Mosby. You will have to fly to lay our second city that Pastor Henry and the team went. So I went to cancer unit, and the doctor told me this. Oh, the images are still the same. Uh, I will write a letter. You look for a sponsor. I'll write a letter, and you do some fundraising and raise about 60 to 100,000 kina that she can have an open uh, surgery in Brisbane, or she can go through chemo. So as I was leaving Leyen, and we were flying back, I was flying back, I was having a chat with the Lord on my seat, and I told the Lord, uh, LNG project is very big in PNG, liquidified natural gas. People who work there, company pays for the children's school fee and medical fees. I told the Lord, ExxonMobil, the biggest company in Papua New Guinea, that's the same. And Lord, without any doubt, you are my sponsor. As soon as I said that, it was just like a pin drop, and I felt peace. So I'm walking into my room, arriving, and my wife is asking, 
What did the doctor say? And I just told her, God said. And she said, then what did God said? <laughs> God said, he is our sponsor. So I went for CTC, CT scan, second image shows that the tumor reduced to less than one centimeter cubic. And the doctor said, we haven't applied any medication. We haven't done any surgery. This is God. I will have another CT scan six months times because of radiation. You know. So as we were approaching the third, sixth month, one week before the CT scan, uh, Lord awoke me three o'clock in the morning with the scripture in Jeremiah 1.10. says, I appoint you prophet over nations and kingdoms to uproot, to tear down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build and to plant. And uh, when I awoke, I asked the Lord, and the Lord said, you are a prophet. You are a prophet. That one lying down next to you is nations because females give birth to nations. That one lying down is a kingdom because kings and princes are born through women. So very quickly, I grab your head. I don't have much hair. <laughs> I and I say, I am a prophet over you, nation and kingdom. Now, I uproot. I was visualizing a plant. Uproot. Tear down all the branches. Destroy, squeeze it. Because if you don't squeeze it, they might grow. And overthrow, not throw down, because if you throw it down, it will grow. Overthrow. And you build by the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the power of the cross. And you plant clean brain. This brain will have full memory. So I was speaking those very positive words. And when I went for our third city scan, the doctor said, we can't find a tumor in your brain. Mm. I told the doctor, she has goldstone too, please. Can we check that one out? We're just working on the minor. A major, major one. This, this one in here. So she went and checked at the, um, at the medical ward and they found that there's no goldstone. Mm. She's doing normal things again. We went to a stage that she cannot read or write or memorize anything at all. She went to the lowest part of life. But now she's able to read and write again. I bought a new mobile phone, so I gave my old mobile phone to rehabilitate her mind. So I put some games on it. She's playing bricks, color coordination and everything. <laughs> Amen? But it says, he also redeemed us from the pit. So whatever situation that you're going through, one of the benefits is that the redemption power transfer you from that, that bottom, that basement to a height. And he will crown you with love and compassion. And this is it. He does not put the crown of love so that you can be able to feel that I'm loved. No. He did not crown you with that compassion so that you just feel, oh, thank you, Lord, that you compassion on me. No, no, no. 
those are transferable things. What you have gone through in life, from the pit up in here, that love found you, you have to crown someone with love, that same compassion. That's what I'm sharing. I'm having heart for people like what my wife went through in life. I want you to receive your healing. I want you to receive your place in the community, in the family. You know, she was very uh, much like a warrior fighter. In India, she was saying, I'm going to attend my daughter's graduation. I'm going to uh, celebrate my son's birthday. Positive words, positive words, positive words. Amen? And it says, he will, he will, he will, uh, he will satisfy our desires. Whatever desire we have in God, the Bible says, he delights in the desires of our heart. He delights. He's excited. What positive desire do you have in God? Do you want to visit a family? Do you want to give something to someone who's in need? Do you want to pray for someone? Whatever you so desire in your heart, God delights in it. And he says, you will renew your youth like an eagle. That means that you will not remain there, but you will so nice to see everything in place. I was in Portland, and uh, I, they took me to this paragliding, and I saw everything. They're just like a bed. I know. Nice. And I thought, Lord, this is good. It makes sense to me now. It makes meaning that my youth will be renewed like an eagle. And you may think that you are old, but when you, have the, when you create the desire in you, you will have a strength like a newt, like an eagle. Amen? Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. May these words remain in our hearts this morning, Lord. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we are able, because of Christ in us, Lord, that that creates that desire and motivation and urging and yearning, Lord, to, to, to come out from within. Praise the Lord, my soul. And all my innermost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives your sins, my brothers and sisters, who heals your diseases, who redeemed you from the pit and crowned you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desire of youth, being like an eagle, Father. So I thank you, Lord, this morning you will bless us with your word and and your spirit in us will begin to arise. See any circumstances, circumstances that are very low, Lord, we will overcome, Lord. Father, we'll be able to reach out to people who are in the basement to be lifted to the heights of your presence, Lord. Father, that your children will receive healing, Lord. Healing in their bodies, Lord, just as you have healed up, Lord. Just as you have healed me, Lord. Lord, just as I am walking as I am before the accident, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We pray for the youth of this church, Lord. We pray for children of this church. We pray for the elderly of this church, Lord. We pray for the married 
couples, Lord, the young couples, Lord, the intended couples, Lord. We pray for Pastor Andrew, Lord, and his wife and his children, Lord. We pray for the entire eldership and leadership. We pray your blessing. Grace them, Lord, with your wisdom, with your knowledge and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Andrew.